Hello everyone, uh, my name's Kat, I'm here with Dariana, and we're the spiritual twins and we're so excited to be here for another episode and we're super excited today because we have a guest. Our guest is Dr. Shroom who is really knowledgeable on psychedelics, he's grown mushrooms, he knows how to make changa, all these cool things, just the really nitty gritty science fun stuff that I think Dariana and I are a little less knowledgeable on, so we wanted to bring a guest. So, Dr. Shroom, thank you so much for thank being you. Thank you for having me here. on our podcast today. And I guess first we're going to start and just have the question, it's pretty broad, go with it wherever you want, um, but how did you first get into psychedelics? Where did your interests begin? Um, I actually just got a sheet of acid. I was taking a lot of other drugs like uh, MDMA and MCAT and cocaine and I was like taking these really excessively and I happened to get some acid at some point and I was just taking it in replacement of a of a pill, you know, I, I didn't know what, I didn't know this was a powerful substance that was healing. And I loved it, thankfully, and I, I started taking it a lot instead of taking uh, the MDMA and the other substances. And maybe after about a year, I'd noticed there was a lot of changes, like I was hardly ever taking these uh, stimulating substances, and I was, I started meditating, I was doing yoga, and then maybe about a year and a half, like the penny drops that, oh wait, this is, this is, the acid is doing something to me here. And the difference was like, uh, it wasn't like one great big insight, it was like a process. And uh, instead of like taking an E on a Friday night and then continuing, cause I wouldn't stop, I would continue for days and days and days with the pills, I'd still be up Tuesday morning. And, but with the trip, I would go to sleep Saturday morning and I'd eat really healthy. And because I slept and ate, I had like this new clear headspace that I'd never had before. And I started filling that with uh, meditation and yoga. And then I, I guess this is where my love for psychedelics uh, first, first started. That's so, yeah, that's really interesting because I think you unconsciously, it sounds like, started using it medicinally. Yeah, I didn't know. I suppose like also like the ease and the other substances, I was using them to self-medicate depression yeah. um, unknowingly at the time, but mm -hmm. that's what that's how I was using them. Right. But they're not really, uh, they're not as powerful as LSD. Sure. So. Which I find like in society, I think acid is probably one of the most demonized drugs. Yeah, I think this like stems back to the 60s and if you watch like on YouTube or the adverts and do some research about what they was putting in the papers when they made this stuff illegal, it's absolutely crazy and it's not a true representation of what LSD is or how it works. You know, it's um they blown it out of proportion. Absolutely. And and also I think I was lucky as well that I was taking these doses of acid and I was able to handle it pretty well mm -hmm. like uh, in most circumstances some people don't deal with it so well and then they have a really bad 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 trip and then they 
chair, you know, the bad trip spreads mm-hmm. spreads around quicker. Jimmy had a trip on Saturday night and he had a really good time and he he looked at the trees. Or Jimmy had this horrifying trip and he thought things was chasing after yeah. him. You know, uh, people spread that. Right, because the bad trips are more exciting, I guess, to put on the news, you know. Yeah, yeah, I think it's like in, the, in society as well, bad news spreads faster than yeah. good news. You know, uh, yeah, it just seems to be the, the norm to spread bad news. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, I want to touch on too, it just sounds like acid kind of started expanding your consciousness, which is something that we don't talk about in the bad news. Because you said you started doing things like yoga and meditation, mm-hmm. really. And I think yoga and meditation are ways we start meeting ourselves and knowing ourselves, and this is an expansion of, of consciousness. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. It was uh, powerful. And it was the yoga that I started doing first, and it was kind of like an addictive way, way mm-hmm. I was doing it. I was doing like two classes every day, you know, it was like, because I had this clear headspace and I was sat with myself, so it was like, a, and I wasn't, I wasn't drinking anymore, and. I'd lost interest in a lot of people I'd I hang around with because all they wanted to do was drink and take drugs. So it's like I was just doing yoga all the time. Like I lived mm-hmm. at the studio for about a year. Mm-hmm. Um, and at some point in this time, I discovered DMT as well. And I tried DMT and and I was really scared of it. Like uh, after I was more scared after than before, and uh, the fear made me really curious I wanted to do it more like why so I started experimenting with this and I think I bought some mushroom grow kits from Holland as well and started like growing mushrooms just to have but I still at this point I, I still wasn't fully aware that these are like medicines I was just you know using them to get high it was like a, let's get some mushrooms and do you know like you would do uh, a drink or anything. Did you find your experience though was different with like mushrooms and acid than maybe with these other party drugs you were doing? Or? All the three are completely different. Mm-hmm. Um, the party drugs, I took, I had to take excessive amounts. And I think it's just because I was so depressed. I needed so much. Um, taking a small amount just made me feel worse. I didn't realize this until maybe a year or two ago mm-hmm. when I was trying to take small amounts and realized that it could make me worse and uh, I'd need to take more but I didn't want to take more because it was like this isn't beneficial whereas the acid was just like a the, I loved it so much because it just made me completely present mm. it was like this is this is I am so present that there was no anxiety, no concerns, no you know like I I managed to connect with so many people in ways I'd never connected, and I thought this was the the substance doing this to me, um, but when I eventually realised or maybe someone else helped me realise that actually it's just making me present and you can achieve this through meditation, which is when I started meditating when I realized like this state that I enjoy on, on LSD is just a being present and being in the flow state. Yeah. And uh, so I started, this is how I got into meditation. Totally. That's what I found. Like it's with my experience with acid and mushrooms and these psychedelics, it just helps me 
meet myself than see myself. And that's like the substance is more of a, a guide to help yeah. us get into this flow state that you say. And I hear a lot of people speak about with acid. They find a lot of creativity. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this people have this sense of creativity. They can always access it, but this acid expands the consciousness to help them access it easier. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, this brings me, I guess, to how you started getting into cultivating it. And how I met Jimmy, sort of, um, living in the valley, you kind of run into everyone, but Jimmy and I started talking about mushrooms, and I started trying to grow my own mushrooms. I'm very inexperienced. I got a little grow kit, and, you know, long story short. How are they doing? Not well. <laughs> <laughs> so it's perfect that I have you on here so you can help coach me um, when I try again. <laughs> So, um, so Jimmy, basically, I was kind of explaining what was going on, and, like, he was talking in all these words and languages, and I'm like, I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. Please help. So, yeah, I guess we'll go get into how did you start getting into, like, cultivating and fostering and wanting to make and grow your own psychedelics? Um, so maybe two or three years ago, not long after I discovered acid, maybe a year or two after that, I I started buying the I heard you could get these grow kits from sent over from the Netherlands and this was this was kind of fun. It was like I suppose you'd you look at it as entry level mycology work. And I managed to find a brand, me and another friend, we tried loads of different brands, we found one brand that was really, really good. Like so good it wasn't worth going through the effort of cultivating your own from spores but I think the brand got took over like bought out or something because the way they communicated with you in emails was like instead of being full of love was like short and aggressive no wanting to help and the quality just went downhill mm. to the point where the kits wasn't even producing anything and then they was been really awkward when we're talking to them um, so then I had no more mushrooms and I wanted mushrooms so I uh, found a website called Shroomery which is like mushroom bible forum and everything you could ever want to know about growing mushrooms is on there so maybe there was a year gap between not having mushrooms and cultivating them and I spent a lot of time on this website and then I had an opportunity where because you need space and time to do it I had an opportunity where I had space and time and I was like okay I'm going to uh, give cultivating my own mushrooms a go and this is also like a I learned it's a it's a process it's a practice mm-hmm. it's like um, it was the biggest test of my patience and and being present I've ever had like for something I want to do because if you rush with this process or you, you're not present, it will go wrong. You will get contamination and you won't get mushrooms. Mm-hmm. And also, even if you're completely present and you think you've done everything right, and you can say, I made one tub of mushrooms and it took me three months to get it to the stage where I thought it was going to produce fruits. And then... I thought, okay, tomorrow is going to be like fruiting stage in the next couple of days. And then it was covered in green mold. And, and I'd spent like three months 
working and nurturing and then it just goes to it just gone in the last minute and also this is a practice you know you have to accept um and if, if you get angry and then start again and you start again with the anger it's, you're not present and it's going to go wrong again so you have to be really accepting and be like okay i'm going to be calm we can try and learn from whatever mistakes i've learned yeah so cultivating mushrooms became like a meditation for you it sounds like because all this language that you're using of practice acceptance having compassion for yourself this is sounds like what you learned from the acid which led you to meditation and yoga which are these yeah what they teach in these practices it's all practice like and also like through taking these and, and doing meditation and also some work with a therapist you know, I, I don't separate everything anymore. There's not, it's not mushrooms, it's not, it's not taking mushrooms, it's not ayahuasca, it's not life, it's not meditation. It's all exactly the same. Yes. You don't mm-hmm. learn to hold mm-hmm. space for yourself for ayahuasca. You mm-hmm. don't learn to meditate for meditation. It's all the same. You hold space for yourself in your daily life. You hold space for when you're taking the medicines. You hold space for the mushrooms when you're growing them. You know, you've got to... It's you've got to integrate it in on all levels all the time everything you learn that's so yesterday i was telling someone like life's the ceremony and everything's the medicine you know if we really if we're holding space for everything so i love that you said that that it's not just because in my brain i can get so fixated like this is the science and this is all this stuff and Mm -hmm. lots of frustration at myself with this own mushroom thing so to hear that it's a practice and I can also learn parts of this practice to hold space for myself and to have compassion and patience. That's such a beautiful way of looking at it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also like uh, taking your own medicine is, is completely different to having some, I mean, picking them in the field is pretty nice, but like cultivating your own and then taking them, it's like, does it, there's something, there's a connection there that you can't, I can't describe. So you, you feel the difference between making your own and having, buying something. Have, have you ever made your own clothes? In a way. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think of examples, like, so I've made, I've made a pair of my own trousers, mm-hmm. like from patchwork, and I've, I've made all the pattern and everything, and when I wear them, there's this satisfaction, this feeling of, like, I, I've done this, yes. I'm wearing these, you know. And it's like the same with the mushrooms, like you're taking them and this feeling of like, I, I've nurtured these from, from, yeah. from day one. Like children, they're like children. That's, that's what I, 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 I know it sounds like, it sounds like mothering. You're really tapping into this maternal energy. And when we talked about, it's a, a feminine energy, but we all hold both. And it just sounds like you're tapping into this maternal instinct. And I, I do definitely have felt times that I have mothered things and there's something so rewarding watching them grow yeah like even like a house plan i can see something so rewarding seeing something that you're fostering and you're nurturing and you're putting all your love and energy and then seeing that growth i can definitely see there be a difference between i just bought it from this rando dude down the street (laughs) and like having my own and it's almost a symbiotic like it gives to you and you give to it yeah uh, it's like the energy you put into them as well, like you know, like I, I used to meditate in the room that I grew them with, like I had one experience, and my mushroom experiences are always taking me through dark places, the tough lessons, and but I had one and it was really tough, and I was in the room, 
with the mushrooms and I had like eight of these tubs like stacked up and I had bags of mycelium and then the pl- uh, plates I was surrounded by mushrooms and I was just felt so intimidated by them you know like these little small things here and then I, I've taken this small thing and now I'm like oh my god I'm surrounded by them <laughs> yeah and so they're like teachers though they are they? teachers uh-huh. yeah they are teachers plant teachers plant teachers I mean that's what we reference a lot and that's like the best type of teacher we can find on yeah. this earth isn't it because they have no ego exactly oh I yeah, love yeah. that yeah. <laughs> that's powerful there's, there's no yeah. there's no like um, you know everyone's got ego so there's always going to be some something there you know for themselves in some way like even if they're enjoying teaching you this they're enjoying it so that's why they're doing it you know there's always ego involved whereas the medicine is no ego it's just it's just you just you and the medicine mm-hmm. and that's not like uh, they don't have a motive mm-hmm. and what a way to evolve in oneself what a way to um, grow in this life is really through you in this higher consciousness um, and again no ego um, because because sometimes we need a breather we need a breather from ego because mm-hmm. all around us every day there is ego and what a way to learn um, if not for a separation mm-hmm. so sometimes we need a break um, from ourselves we need a break from our usual mental uh, process, our usual thoughts, our usual way of living, and so I, I think that's why the, these psychedelics are so powerful um, still today. People are seeking them. Um, it's because of that. Yeah. 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 I think people, on some level, even if they don't know, there's there's some part of them that know that there's something wrong. Mm, yeah. or something that's missing yeah. yeah disconnection I I find it it's a sense of mm-hmm. I'm disconnected from myself and I find that every time I've experienced with these plants or these substances I feel connected back to myself mm-hmm. before like um, taking psychedelics and getting into this I was very money orientated seeking always seeking more money Mm -hmm. working all the time work was like the you know i'd been brought up to think work was the most i at that time i thought work was the most important thing in life Mm -hmm. like if you're not working then Mm -hmm. what are you doing yes you know um Mm -hmm. totally i resonate with that too and now it's like completely opposite like work is the last thing on my mind it's like a means to an end i need to work or get a little bit of money just to feed myself house myself and then the rest is just like me. Mm. Yeah, just showing up for yourself, I guess. Mm-hmm. Work on myself instead of work for someone else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because like, and we've talked about this before, how we gotta we gotta work on ourselves first, heal ourselves first, take mm-hmm. care of ourselves first, and that raises the vibration of the collective consciousness. If we're constantly trying to work outside of ourselves we're not connected and what is that even doing I think it's just this endless cycle that you're talking about which goes yeah. back to capitalist ideology get loads of money and then buy some things and then but also I, I had this uh, insight once 
and I was buying like three hundred pound tracksuits. You know, it's like common for me to do that. And I had this insight once, like, if someone offered me a three hundred pound tracksuit and says, "Do four days work and you can have this tracksuit," I would tell them to fuck off. Mm-hmm. But if I worked four days and got three hundred quid, I'd happily go to town and buy the tracksuit. Isn't that interesting? It's that receiving. It's that we struggle so much to receive. I'm struggling with that at that moment, that I must earn. I must deserve what I work for and struggling with re- receiving. Oh, so many people say that. Like, I've earned this. I've mm-hmm. earned this new. Mm-hmm. I also used to say this. Mm-hmm. I've earned it. I've worked hard. I, earned, I, I deserve a new, mm-hmm. new clothing. Um, also, people, I've heard lots of my, uh, people say, like, I deserve a drink after I've go to work and I deserve a drink because I've worked hard oh that's an interesting perspective definitely I hear that all the time mm. I deserve this drink mm-hmm. mm. isn't isn't that just a vicious cycle we as human beings have been living yeah. um, because it's hard to break out of that mm-hmm. after for so many years this is how you're taught to think mm-hmm. you work hard and you receive just this little prize mm-hmm that is fleeting mm-hmm. and isn't everything fleeting mm-hmm. um and then and then the back going back to the suit that just makes me think of this illusion of time and in, in a way that it's kind of like you're saying you can't accept this from someone but you can work for it and buy it for yourself maybe you've misunderstood it's not like i can't accept Mm-hmm. But if someone said to me, work for this tracksuit, mm-hmm. I'd be like, it's not worth working four days for a tracksuit. Mm. But did you used to think it was, like, you said... You I never thought to... of it like that. Oh, okay, I just okay. used to work and then go and buy the tracksuit okay, once I received the money. It was just a thought. Unconsciously. I, I had a thought, I think, probably on LSD. Okay. And, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and I was like, um, you know, I'd, bought, I'd probably bought a new tracksuit or something, and I was thinking, like, you know, if, if someone offered me... A trade for this tracksuit for four days work and be like no I don't need mm-hmm. I don't want to work four days for a tracksuit okay. mm-hmm. yeah totally yeah so that the the so you value your time in that a- aspect yeah. more than you value that suit yeah and this yeah. this medicine um, the substances were helping you have this awareness of this yeah now. that time is precious that mm. is not worth any amount of money there's only so much time and space when you work for someone, you're basically selling yourself. Mm. You're selling your time and yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, like, uh, people don't use that term very often unless, like, it's heard in prostitution, like, to, she's selling herself. But also, you know, the guy who's going and working in the shop that doesn't want to work for Asda or whatever is also selling himself. Mm-hmm. Everyone, you know, this is, this is what you're doing. You're selling mm-hmm. yourself. Mm-hmm. And don't we do that in so many unconscious ways? Yeah, and I think of the the little things. It's not not even mm-hmm. the nine to five. Yeah, right. Um, I'm thinking about the time we spend when it's Saturday, Sunday, and it's your day off. And what do you do? You go to the mall. Yes. And everyone else goes People to the mall. Them. Yeah. I have to spend. I have this time off, so I need to spend this time because I have this time off. I have to do something. We always must be doing something. Right. And these holidays that people go on. Uh, from work. A holiday is a break from normal routine, but it's commonly, also with me, I used to say I need a holiday. 
and I used to go on these extravagant holidays, holidays and spend like blow two, three grand in a couple of weeks, mm-hmm. you know, and then come back and then continue my routine. Mm-hmm. And um, it was like, it was just like a blowout. It was like another, it's like going and getting drunk around town. It's like, oh, I need a drink, I've had enough, I need a blowout. And it's like, eventually you need a bigger blowout. Yeah. It seems like as a society, we've confused the two things. We've confused money and time. Mm-hmm. We kind of see them as the same thing. Time is money. Right. They say. Mm-hmm. It's like the more money you have, the more time you have. Which, not really, you know? Because people are like hustling and working and working and then they have a limited amount of time because they've been hustling and working. Maybe doing something they don't want to do. But why do we chase money? Because we feel like it's going to give us something back. Because we're buying, we're buying into ourselves. Like, It's also like... It's just all around us, advertising as well doesn't help. It's we're just surrounded by consumerism, mm-hmm. and it's taught to us that buying something will fulfil us. Mm-hmm. Buying the expensive Pantene shampoo when she's all glorious in the jungle and smiling because mm-hmm. she's washed her hair with Pantene rose petal plus or something, <laughs> you know, and then they go spend all the wages on these shampoos or. Mm-hmm. Not just shampoos, but clothing, yeah. protein shit, whatever, t- new TVs uh-huh. when there were nothing wrong. You know, the adverts also, I've noticed, they raise awareness of something that you didn't have awareness of and then give you a solution. Mm-hmm. So, example, anti-wrinkle cream. Mm-hmm. Have you seen these wrinkles? Yeah. You know, this is how, she, have this you noticed cute. these lines here right. and this? Right. And they're all sad, the tone is like really negative. Mm-hmm. You know, you might have never looked in the mirror and thought, oh my God, look mm-hmm. at that wrinkle there. Mm-hmm. And then, but it's okay because Nivea Q10 Plus anti-wrinkle cream is here. <laughs> <laughs> and this is so interesting. This brings me to the point, I think this is why psychedelics are demonized because we start thinking outside of this mentality mm-hmm. and how once people are maybe getting, taking these substances more and thinking outside of this, they start realizing that's all bullshit. Mm-hmm. And then people can't sell shit to us, right? So the system needs us to to be afraid of this because as soon as more and more people have their consciousness expanded, they're not buying into that bullshit and then the system starts crumbling. Right. Well, yeah, since I started taking psychedelics, the amount of money I earn has gone way down. Mm. I, I don't even earn over the taxable amount anymore. And I hardly spend anything. Mm-hmm. It's, so I'm not really con- con- buying buying into the system anymore I'm not yeah. I'm not going to the shopping mall and spending all yeah. my wages because my time is more valuable if I spend all my wages on stuff in the shopping mall then that means I have to go to work mm-hmm. and I'd rather yeah. not go to work and, and not have new things totally that's why psychedelics are dangerous to the system we're like it's dangerous you'll lose your mind you'll lose your head but it's like no it's it's dangerous for them because you'll gain yourself mm-hmm. and you'll see your your own worth internal and not this external worth and how much do i have and how much can i buy mm-hmm. it's like the part in the matrix where neo starts to see the codes zero one one zero 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 one one and so he's not afraid of smith anymore because he's kind of unveiled yeah right um, the business model that we live in as a society is problem solution. Mm. If there's no problem, there's no way I can offer a solution. Like the wrinkles. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right? make the, the problem. Exactly. So yeah. let's create a problem, offer mm-hmm. a solution, 
and then reap the rewards. Yeah, and, and then it's the only way. And they, what these psychedelics do, they're not treating symptoms. I think they're getting to the root, and that's mm -hmm. the, the danger of it. Um, I love yeah what we're talking about, but I, I guess I want to move into Jimmy. Can you explain a really explain to me a person who um, <laughs> is not as knowledgeable in growing mushrooms? Can you give a really like do like a very elementary version of what is this process for growing and cultivating your your mushrooms? So the cycle of the mushrooms is without going into detail the process. Um, so you get the spores, which is would be equivalent of seeds, I suppose, from a plant. Mushrooms drop spores instead, and so you start from the spores. You germinate. You need two spores to germinate together, and then they grow into mycelium, which is like a white mass. It's equivalent to roots of a plant, uh, and it grows underground, and this would grow. And then it would eventually produce a fruit of whatever variety of mushroom you're growing. The mushroom would grow and then it would open its cap and then it would drop the spores and then the process starts again. Mm. Wow. wow. This is like these science-y things that it, it's so cool mm. that they that there is a process. And I love the way you talk it. about it. It's so sophisticated. Yeah, you know you feel that there's a lot of passion behind what you what you do with the yeah. mushrooms. We had this conversation with Jimmy when I was telling him about when I was what I was doing with mushrooms and he's like, Are you doing this? Are you doing this? Are you doing this? And I was like, I don't even know what words you're saying, so I don't know. You know? <laughs> so it's like that's how it's so we were so interested to talk to you today because you you know your shit. Yeah. Um and you also uh you said you make changa? Yeah, I, I like uh I What I, is changa for those of people who don't know? Changa is a herbal blend that's been infused with DMT and commonly some uh, inhibitor which activates, which helps the DMT stay in your system for longer. Um, the DMT isn't found anywhere in crystal form, in powder form, like uh, it doesn't grow like that, but it grows in many, many, many plants. Like the amount of plants that contain DMT is, is very, very high. Mm -hmm. uh, certain plants contain DMT in much higher concentrations and so obviously mm -hmm. if you was going to extract mm -hmm. DMT you would use the you know Mimosa hostilis is a common one and I'd been experimenting with DMT and I'd been growing mushrooms and I didn't really need to do an extraction like for the product I just did started learning about this for the pure joy of creating my own medicine being a, being a mother yeah. <laughs> yeah. so you're more interested in the process and nurturing it and growing it that it, was the excitement for you oh yeah so exciting mm -hmm. i like making it yeah and so we mushrooms. can it's safe to say you're in touch with your feminine side we, I, I guess so. <laughs> You're yeah. Like, That's what that yeah, I'm a mother of the shrooms. <laughs> I've never, I've never uh, had that said to me before, but yeah. Well, yeah. Sense, I, yeah. I can definitely That's see. Beautiful. It's yeah. a really beautiful thing, and it's like you can do that with cultivating and fostering these plants. And I say that because of our previous episode. Yeah. In case you haven't heard of um, Conscious D. Conscious D. Um, at episode number two, <laughs> three. <laughs> Right. Oh, so yeah, Arthur. Um, where we talk about um, 
con the femininity, masculinity, and how um, sometimes we suppress one, mm -hmm. and we don't realize it. Yeah. And it's just refreshing um, mm -hmm. to speak to you today and listening to both. You you sound like a really well balanced. We're talking to Conscious D right now, is what we're, we're saying. It's basically what I want to say. <laughs> we're saying you have Conscious D, Jimmy. That's basically it. And that's an example. There you are. There it is. It's interesting you, you say because um, over the past, what month are we in? October. Uh, yeah, for like a year now, I, was, I started doing some work with a psychotherapist and mm. this guy was also had been using ayahuasca and, and had been, he, he was knowledgeable of plant medicines. I don't know exactly what, because when you're paying 70 pounds an hour, you're not really bothered about asking him about himself. It's <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>, about me. <laughs> but the, the whole, all the work I did with him was about uh, connecting to the feminine because mm. I had no feminine energy. Mm. That's so powerful. Um, I was like so masculine with myself and everything was like really military and hardcore mm -hmm. like fuck it you're just gonna go with pasana and deal with it kind of attitude mm. um you know and uh so i've been doing work to change like bring this back into balance mm. that's so i love to hear that yeah. and this was obviously it's a testament to your growth and you've yeah. been doing the work and meeting yourself that's mm. something we noted like just being willing to meet yourself, mm -hmm. even the, the shadow elements and the scary elements, and it's really testament to where you are now. Mm -hmm. mm, so I'm just thanks. gonna acknowledge that. Thank you. Yeah. Well, um, just thank you so much for taking your time. <laughs> we talked about time just to sit and have this conversation <laughs> with us. Any other last comments you have to say? Nourish yourself, don't punish yourself. Mm, love that. That's beautiful. Well, yeah, just again, thank you so much. I really enjoyed this. This was really cool. Yeah. And it's been great having you on. Yes, thanks for having me. It's been great. Yeah. And so, again, we're, this is the Spiritual Twins. We're with Dr. Shroom today. And thank you so much. And thank you guys for listening. I hope you got some little nuggets there. Definitely a really cool conversation. One of my favorites to date. Mm -hmm. So... We're signing out here. We'll come back next week for more Conscious Real Talk. Ciao. Ciao. Ciao.